0: All right, well, thanks so much for listening again to the Park Hills podcast. If you have more uh, information that you want from us, go to parkhillschurch.com or the Park Hills Church app. You can find it in all the app stores. But if you're listening to this, you probably have already done that. Uh, We love you, and we're excited to see what, what God's got in store for us. This week, we're going to look at Deuteronomy 6, which Pastor Bo is joining me. Hello. And you did the outline for that sermon. I did my darndest. And it was good. It was good. So what we wanted to do, we thought, was let's look at a couple of verses and then let's unpack practical ways to do this. And Mark touched on this a little bit. But if we just made this podcast, all these crazy highfalutin things like I bring up, you know, these weird things that nobody really cares about, the, the podcast would be fine, but it wouldn't necessarily hit what we need to hit. And so we, we really wanted to make this one as practical as possible. So we'd love your feedback, too. If you think of a great way, you know, let us know. Shoot me an email and we'll, we'll post those somewhere, you know, I don't know, website or something. So Deuteronomy 6, 4, and 5, Moses is talking to the people. He's already kind of laid out the story for them. And and, uh, Deuteronomy 1 through 5, he sort of spells out, this is where we've been. This is what we've done. And then he turns to the people and he says, hear, O Israel, or Shema Yisrael, right? The Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your might, with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your might. So mm-hmm. Pastor Bo, as you started to think through, okay, what does that look like? What are some practical ways that either you've spelled it out or you've learned from somebody? What does it look like?
1: Well, love, I think there's kind of a clue in verse, uh, going back to verse one, mm-hmm. I kind of made note of this, that, that it's uh, it says to do them. So Moses is trying to get them to understand that this is something that you actually have to do. And I our culture likes to toss around the idea of you know well love is love and it's like well but they don't really know how to number one define love but you know, number two they're they're not starting at the right source they're just they think love in and of itself is actually something that's separate from God and I don't all hope... you need is love right and uh, <laughs> so there is somewhat of of a hint here because uh, as Moses is telling Israel the Lord our God the Lord is one so he's talking about God and then he right jumps right into love and so. We've said often that God is love, right? You know, but what does that look like practically? What does it look like, you know, on a regular basis? Well, to me, it's just a simple idea of action. It's something that has to be done from the, you know, the, 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 the part of the one that's being loved by God. And so we've, I know I touched on in my notes, just the reality of that God, you know, loved us first. So therefore we have the ability to love him, right? So... When you start with that, it's it's he clearly did something towards us. He took an action, right? So he created us, you know, gave us life, gave us the creation that he made to enjoy. But you know, in a, in a broader sense, or or, or uh, a broader spectrum, I suppose is what I'm trying to say. Uh, just the reality of just loving. What does that look like daily? What does it look like? What what does it look like to just love God? And so I think for me, it's just the. I just wrote a couple. Things down like you know, just it's the outward response that I have towards God. Number one, it's it's something I actually do. Like whether it's I get up in the morning and I acknowledge God and I go, Lord, I know you're there. So um, because He loves me and I love Him, I I then now can take that love and you know start to spread it through the home. So I do that Mm -hmm. towards my wife, or I do that with my kids. So in in a simple sense, that's kind of what. You know, to start us off on this topic of love, that's kind of where I would go with it to get us kind of rolling here is just what do I do practically yeah. that demonstrates that this God that loved me and I'm supposed to love him, but I don't just love him. I do it by also loving others and it kind of goes somewhat together there. So,
0: yeah, and that's part of why we have on the DDP, this idea of love God and his word. Right. And we we say the word DDP a lot. And I, I got a text even from someone this last week when we brought up DDP in the sermon. They said what is DDP? And so D description, the other D is discipled and the other, and the P is a person. So a description of a discipled person. And and really the capstone of that for us is you love God and his word and Mm -hmm. you love others. And so you're totally describing this idea that I wake up understanding that I've got to talk to God, let God be where I, you know, I love the Lord. I, I love God. I love yeah. him and who he is. And then I turn around, and I love other people. It's a really practical example of that. And then you brought up verse one. We listen to what God says mm. and then we do it. So we love God and his word. And this all goes back to the very beginning of the story, right? In the garden, God gave a command and people decided, I, God might know what he's talking about, but I think I know better than God. So I'm going to do what I want to do rather than the way God wants it to be done. Mm. And so as you're describing, you know, you just said, I obey. I do what he wants me to do. I think the most practical example of how to love God is to do what he's asked us to do.
1: Yeah, exactly. It sounds simple, <laughs> right? You're like, just love the Lord, like, we're duh. done. <laughs> but it's much more than that. I mean, I, obviously, it it looks different for a lot of us, you know, in the way we go about it daily. Um, but I know just uh, we talked earlier. I, I think just uh, even things like daily reminders. I mean, we I think we joked about like, you know, like we, it's 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 not wrong like these. You know, these faithful Jewish people would take these these literally. You know, the words that Moses is saying, they would literally try to put them, you know, right on their heads and on their mm-hmm. on their hands. And I know we'll touch on that in a moment, but but just you know, the idea of loving God, uh, just it's also being reminded of what He's done, and 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 reverting back to like, okay, God, you know, you've done this in my life, and mm-hmm. so I can continue to respond to His love towards me because He just demonstrates it over and over and over. And I mean, even just if if the the new day. Dawns upon us, right? You're like, right. "Hey, wow!" The Lord created a new day. We we sometimes fail to realize that that is God's love towards humanity for another day. He's like, "I yeah. gave you another day." So, again, we we know it sounds simple, but it's it's just it keeps going, and you build on yeah. it, and it's like, "Wow, Lord!" Like, which don't is making me think it.
0: of so many other passages. You know, this idea of though the sorrow lasts for the night, right? His joy comes oh, in yeah. the morning. Just this idea of thank you, God. I'm I'm yeah. gonna choose joy today. Last night was terrible. Yeah. Today can be better. The, so just imagine if you had so much of God's word either memorized or you knew it well enough that when bad stuff happens in your life, your first impulse is not to freak out. Your first impulse is to go, all right, God, what are you going to do? And I think that's part of what lo- loving God looks like, right, is understanding that he is who he says he is, he is going to you know, accomplish what he says he's going to accomplish. And in many ways, as a Christian, we have to understand he already has accomplished in Christ what he's going to accomplish in so many ways. Yeah. So if we're going to love him, it means we're going to point our eyes back to Jesus and say, all right, I'm going to live like him. I'm going to act like him. I'm going to think like he does. And so, yeah. you know, joy, choosing joy, mm-hmm. choosing to, uh, like I said, listen to God's word, but then also look around and just appreciate what God's done. And that's, that's some good stuff. You know, do you have any other practical examples or or anything that somebody might have said or done, you know, for you in the past that you said, oh, this, that was a great example of God's love for me?
1: I mean, I just I just think the way people, you know, just affirm who you are as as a child of God. You know, people that had spoken mm-hmm. into my life in the past. You know, that was such a loving thing for them to take their time, you know, out of their day to to say something positive to me, to give me encouragement. And that's just a demonstration of love. It's like, right. you know, you might feel a certain way, you might feel down. Ah, I don't know, Lord, you know, this is I'm having a rough day. But then someone gives you a good word, a good encouragement. And you're like, oh. Thank you for just loving me in that moment and uh, demonstrating a sweet moment of love towards me that maybe I didn't deserve, but right. it put me back on the right course. And so I've had many moments of, of people doing that in my past. I mean, I still have those moments and it's just, it's so humbling and you go, Ugh, I don't deserve your love. But that's just a, another way that God still shows his love. Like he's not doing it directly. It's like indirectly, right? Through others. Totally. So it's, it's kind of neat to see it unfold that way.
0: Totally. And I love that too. You know, getting a random encouragement from somebody is always helpful. One of the things that I've loved over the years is when somebody calls me out. <laughs> you know, someone who loves me well, and they're able to pull me aside and go, hey, you're missing it here. And so even that correction sometimes that i receive received oh, yeah. from people is just as much a sign of love as not. And I, you know, I go back to this huh. passage, and I think about God loving his children. If God really loved his children uh, the way that our culture talks about love, God would be like, I don't care. Do whatever you want to do. Yeah. but That's not the God that we're serving. The, the God that we serve says, N- I made you for a specific purpose, and I've got a, an idea. Uh, this is what I want you to be like and what I want you to, to, to do with your life. And that's not to say that he hates those who choose a different way. I mean, the, the Bible is very clear that he loves humanity in general. That, that also does not mean that every human is going to be with him for an eternity right so you know when we say things like we, we, we need to love everybody i think some people in our audience because of the culture that we live in today they mm. hear that means we don't care about sin we don't care about calling mm. things out of course we care about that but i need to love people in such a way that they understand i love you no matter what you do which is how god responds but you also have to accept that love you have to accept the gifts that god gives and if you hmm. live your whole life and just go, you know what? I don't want to do what God wants me to do. I'm going to do my own thing. You run around and just do whatever you want to do. You're not going to be with him for an eternity. Yeah, That's not how it works. If you want to be with God for an eternity, you have to understand that I need him and I surrender to him. I'm hmm. accepting his free gift of love. And once I accept that gift of love, now my life is set up in such a way that I want to respond to him out of love. Right? So my love toward him, my love toward others is really just a response of the love that he's already given me. So, I I mean, I hope that makes sense. People, when I start getting preachy, they freak out a little bit. No,
1: I I think you touched on a little bit regarding God's love. I think we always think God's love is supposed to always be, like, you know, touchy-feeling and fluffy and and great. And it's like it is sometimes. But sometimes his love towards even his people here, it's like there's discipline. There's correction. There's, hey, I love you enough to make sure that you get on track and i think that Moses here is being used by the lord to say hey you're you're kind of off track you're right. kind of loving other things you're focused on other things you're 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 missing the point of who actually you know is worthy of love right. period and so i think that you know part of this is is you know Moses saying get get back on track guys like you're you've been off you've done some things you shouldn't have done but you know here we are let's move into what it truly means to love god and then you do that by loving you know, those around you. So totally. it's taking the good with the bad. It's like God will sometimes say, my love towards you is, is not always just this positive thing that you think. Like, right. oh, God just loves me. That's nice. But, you know, when I discipline my child, Correct. I go, oh, I don't totally. want to do this. Totally. But if I don't, then they get even more out of line. And so the greater love is that he's actually taking the time to say, get back on track. So,
0: And I think they think that we like it. Our kids, I think they think that yeah. we like disciplining them. And it's like, no, this hurts. This, this is not fun. I've used the illustration with our youth group in the past, uh, both here and in Milwaukee, when I was there for a while. If if I if my kids were like, I'm going to go play in the street. And I was like, oh, whatever. I love you. That's not love. Yeah. You know, like Disciplining your children to some extent is saying, that is not the best idea for you. Why don't you play in the yard? We bought this house. We've got this beautiful yard. You can just play in it. You can do whatever you want to do. Right. Yeah, no. I... But if you go play in the street, it's gonna go badly for you. Yeah. And if my kids were like, "You're so unloving. You don't love me. You hate me. Right. You're the worst. Why do you not let me do whatever I want to do?" That's how most humans sound with God all the time right now. I should yeah. be able to love whoever I want to love. I should be able to do yeah. whatever I want to do. You, you're so mean, God. Why do you set up these things? And God's like, "I, I created you. I have this amazing plan for your life. You are, you are precious to me, and I've got mm. these. You've got so much potential." I want you to choose things my way. But instead, we go back to the Genesis 3 mi- mindset of, wait, you said I couldn't have this. That fruit is all I want. The rest of the fruit is fine. But the yeah. fruit that I want is the fruit you said I can't have. I'm going to take matters in my own hands. I'm going to eat it. Yeah. And then if you think about that, that's just so so ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Exactly. So the next couple of verses here, you know, I think this is, that's, so far we're good. We're talking about this idea of love. There's some really practical ways that Moses pushes this on. And this goes back to what you just mm. said a second ago. Uh, and so I, I want to hear you say the word phylactery when we get there. But uh, verse 6, and these words I command you today shall be on your heart. Love that. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit down in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. Which, as Pastor Mark said, that's, that's every moment of every day. There's no mm. moment of the day that you're not doing one of those things. Mm-hmm. And then he says, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be a frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Mm. All right, Bo.
1: Yeah. I'm not the scholar here. <laughs> but when I do look at stuff and I, and I try to understand, like, what that culture was trying to do with it, right? Because they did. They literally would take these boxes. Yeah. Stick the words of God in it. And then just, you know, they wear them on their foreheads and on their wrists. And, right. I mean, they're, they're literally saying... This is what we were told to do. And they're kind of missing yeah. the, the spiritual importance of it. It was more like a, of a, an outward, like physical, like, look what we've done. And which cannot be, a, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it, it's that reminder. And so, yeah, the word is phylactery. It's just <laughs> this little box. Well done. And if this was a spelling bee and you asked me to spell it, there's no way. I don't even know that I could spell it. And I've had
0: to for a paper. To start paper. with an F?
1: I no, don't think so. Ph. I know. It's a crazy word. But I, I was going to say, uh, jokingly, I- as much as this, you know, as God's people would do that, um, I myself have tattoos that are, you know, very uh, biblically related. <laughs> and I go, you know, Lord, they're just reminders for me to, rem- right. you know, just remember like, yep, he went to the cross for my sake. And I don't know Why? And so as I look at my own life and go, I, it, you can't really fault them no. for tr- trying to take it so literally. And I'm not saying that, you know, we all go out and get tattoos. That's not what I'm condoning here. I just, Correct. I think that it's, it's for me. I go, Hey, that's just one silly way that I have, you know, right. dabbed in the whole, like, how can I remind myself of this? Cause it's like, I will so easily forget, you know, right. and even with them, I still forget. Right. It's like, Oh, there's a great story with one of our former youth pastors
0: who, uh, has Romans 12, 1, and two tattooed on his mouth, and someone, in, when I was teaching in Milwaukee, oh, yeah. someone said, "I don't get tattoos because my body's, a, you know, my body's a temple, and I'm a living sacrifice to the Lord, like Romans 12, 1, and 2. And he pulled down his lip and was like, "I've got a tattoo inside my mouth," and it was this amazing irony moment of oh my just, gosh. it was awesome. Anyway, but with that said, yeah, obviously we're not advocating for tattoos. If you're a kid listening to this and you're like, "I'm gonna go make sure my parents give me," no, honor your father, and no. mother. You're, you're not 18 yet. Bo was well past 18 when he did all this, sure. Yes. Uh, so, but the, the reality is, back to this idea, totally. And I think yeah. even when Jesus talks about the phylactery in the New Testament, he's not saying that it's wrong to do it. No. What he's saying is those that are that he's speaking against in that moment are using their phylactery in, inappropriately. So if you mm. go to Israel today, there are individuals that still do this. They've got little boxes in their hand or their forehead. Yeah. I, I just touched my left hand, but it would have been the right hand, it would have been the forehead. Mm. And the idea is really, scripturally speaking, those are the two parts of the body that you always see. If you especially if you're in the desert, right? If you're if you're covered head to toe with this all this stuff, your hands are usually available and your forehead is available. Right. You, you know, if you, if you see someone like in full garb, you know, you yeah. type in nomad or something, you're gonna see that their eyes are available and their hands. Those are the ah. only two parts. And so what God's saying is I want it to be so obvious that you're with me, that you've got these yeah. scriptures in the, those places hmm. which is interesting then that the beast asked for the mark to go on the hand of the forehead right do you know what i'm saying so like really if you start oh to yeah we well, make down, that connection what yeah. and we talked about this in revelation this summer what he's doing there is saying i want you to be marked for me obviously so that everybody knows you're on my side and what god's saying is no no no, no. i started this <laughs> i want you to be i want my people to be marked for me In such a way. And so I know folks that, you know, do keep scripture that they're memorizing, you know, on their their watch maybe or their phone or they've got it ahead of them. You know, when we were first married and we we read this passage and a bunch of others, we just really felt convicted that we wanted scripture to be a part of our life. And so we we printed out a verse on a bunch of sheets of paper and we just taped it to the wall. So when we walked into the kitchen, you looked up and it was, you know, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Or, um, you know, there's a period of time where we, uh, we used one of the Psalms and it just talked again about, mm. my house is a house for the Lord. Yep. And so it was really neat for us to set that tone for our marriage. Uh, this is what we're gonna be. And so when, when Paul, or sorry, when uh, I said Paul, but it's Moses here. When Moses is talking about, you know, teaching them diligently to, the, mm. to their children, that means bathing them in it, right? That means making sure that they've got access to it. Yeah. And today, you know, we don't necessarily need to have it up on the wall because it's, it should be everywhere. Your phone should have a Bible app on it. Your, yeah. You know, you should have, you know, we have things attached to our fridge that, that have Bible verses and stuff, or at least we used to until we had a fridge that doesn't stick magnets on anymore. Um, anymore. <laughs> but, you know, like if you go around my house, you're going to know that we're for the Lord. Our, there's, there's pictures on the wall that have verses. There's stuff like that. And then if you open my phone, my most used app is... Yeah, you know, one of my top top ones is the Bible app. If you go to my yeah. office, I've got multiple Bibles laying out. I'm, I want to, God's word to be what what I bathe in, what I live in, and that's what that's what Moses is asking his people yeah. to do. Like you need to learn this, make it such an important thing for you that as you're leaving your doorpost, you look over and you see a verse carved into it. Mm. That'd be cool, right? Oh yeah. But we don't do that. Well, especially if you're renting, you know, you don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I rented yeah. from a Jew, actually, and uh, he's a he's a practicing Jew in, when I was at Trinity for my first year. And uh, he there were a couple of verses carved into the doorposts. There's also a couple of weird symbols that I don't think were biblical or mm. godly. So I was like, I don't know if he's really totally practicing the way he should be. Um, but it was really cool. And I was like, that's really neat practice of that. Then I thought, I'm not going to add to it because I'm renting this place and that's not the best idea.
1: No, I think as people, we forget things so easily. And I think... That's why I joked about the tattoos. I mean, we I, I even, you know, for me, there's the idea of even just singing it in the home. I mean, it doesn't always have to be a worship moment. It's just, you know, singing certain words and just remembering, gosh, Lord, look what you've done. And, and so even singing it or just those are just reminders. And I think even in the home, I mean, it's like clearly uh, the perfect model for your home right here uh, to do with your wife or your kids. And just to say, you know, it's, it's never a bad thing to pull out God's word, to remember what he's done, to remember where he wants to take us to you know, remember his promises or just to talk about, you know, life's issues or whatever. Um, But it's true. It's like, it just, it's just this, like, it just shouldn't go away. You know, like this shouldn't be something that's uh, uncertain in your home or people don't really know who you are or, you know, oh, oh, we didn't really know you were Christians. It's like, you know, people should get that uh, from us. And I think that's all Moses is trying to get this people to understand from the Lord. Is like, hey, he just wants you to represent him well. So just make every effort. And it looks, you know, like from your eyes to your hands, to your feet, everything that you do should be a, a reminder of who God is and what he's done. And, and that's how you just remember his love first so that you can continue to just love him. And so it works in our home. You know, Just it's it's practical stuff just like that. You know, like we've got plenty of Bibles out. We've got plenty of moments where we're sitting around going, okay, you know, the kids are like, what are you reading? Ah, Okay, I'll share it with you. You know, like it might be my moment, but it's like, okay, let's talk about it. You know, because they might come down in the morning and I'm like, oh, we we're just talking about this. And and they're a part of our prayers. And so it's, it's yeah. all there. It's just, you know, as you are doing these things and I definitely seen the fruit from it. So I, we don't want to forget that, that there's definitely um, something that comes of you being obedient to that, um, that your kids see, your wife sees mm-hmm. and they go, Hey, you know, it's, it's healthy. It's good. It's fruitful. So.
0: And to be honest, you know, I think sometimes people think of pastors and they think we've got it all together and we've totally made it work. I I get convicted sometimes listening to stories, even of your home or other people's homes, because some of those practices haven't worked in the same way for us. You know, we've tried to do Bible studies as a family, and it doesn't always go well. And I don't know if that's because, you know, no one wants to sit still for long enough. I don't know if it's because... They think I know it. Also, we're just wasting time or something, because there's all these ridiculous comments that are made. But what that's what I'm saying though is we yeah. we are all studying God's word, and in mm-hmm. my family it works best if we're all in our own pace doing our own thing. And so I get updates from Eden, who's yeah, highlighting this verse, or I get an update from Dylan that she started this Bible study, you know. And then my wife will, uh, you know, she'll pull me aside and she will say, "Here's what I'm learning. Here's what God's yeah. teaching me right now." Or Hmm. Or, you know, I heard this a lot. I, I don't like Leviticus, is what she said. And I loved those moments.
1: Nobody likes Leviticus, for the record. I love
0: Leviticus now. Or Deuteronomy. Yeah. Or Numbers. Oh, dude, Deuteronomy. Is... That sounds really bad. See, I said I don't like Numbers. <laughs> I love Leviticus. I love Deuteronomy. I do not love Numbers. So so we've all got our thing, right? We love God and his word. We, we do. do. All Absolutely. of it. But there's this thing of, in my home, I think everybody thinks that, you know, I've had people come up to me after I get done preaching and they go, I just love the way you teach. And I think they assume that when I get home, yeah. everyone in my home is just like waiting to listen to God's word be taught by me. Yeah, No, when I get home, my family is a real family with real things. Oh, yeah. And we talk about God's word a lot, but we, we don't have these great devotional moments. And that's okay. It, it, we practice it the way that we are feeling led to practice it and we do what you know, is, is, teaching my kids what I think yeah. is important. We have a lot of conversations about stuff, but we don't have those practical, like, Oh, we're reading through Philippians together. So let's sit down and do this. And I think some people think that that's what we're doing all the time.
1: No. And, and that's not our experience on a daily basis either. It's just when we have those moments, you're totally. like, God, Lord, why do I not take those moments, cherish them, right. look forward to them the next day or the next week. Yeah. It's And again, I think it's just so funny even here. Cause you know, you're already what, you know, Thousands of years, probably into creation here, and you've got right. creation. You people are all over the place. And um, but my point is, how easily they've forgotten, they've lost track. And so God totally. says, just I just want you to stay on track. And 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 so for us, it's just like, all right, you know. And so when we do them, and then God, like, there's always a blessing that comes when you just choose mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's never a bad idea to say, you know, maybe we should just open God's word and just as a family pray through some stuff or talk through some stuff. Totally, because we know we're just filthy people and we need help. And yep. Lord, what do you have for us right now? Yeah. And so. we're better to get it from than God's word. From, Amen. Right. So. All
0: right. So this is happening, you know, Deuteronomy, we, we mentioned in this, you know, a couple of the sermons that this is, this is right as the Israelites are about to head into the, the promised land. So, you know, at the end of Le- Leviticus, God has given his law numbers. God allows Moses in the tent. So, you know, Leviticus worked. And then Numbers has seven different rebellions. We talked about that in the last podcast, and Numbers is just a nightmare with a lot of crazy, ridiculous junk going on. But but Numbers takes 40 years, Hmm. and the whole generation is dying off. And now we move to Deuteronomy, and it's Moses' final sermon, basically to the people. I, I want you to listen to what I've got to say, and I think it's multiple sermons, but you know, you get my drift here. Mm. And what Moses is saying in Deuteronomy six is, "This is what I want you to think, and I want you to do." Yeah. And he's saying this to the people right before they go back in the Promised Land. So I thought it'd be cool to end this podcast yeah. episode with just, if if you or I were in charge of people like the Israelites, you know, or let's say that, you know, Park Hills is. Moving into a new phase, you know, and we were like, what, what words of mm-hmm. advice would we give? What you got? Give me your best bow. What's your uh, your song of Moses, so to speak? Like I-, I Oh joke my that gosh. Pastor yeah. Mark is going to sing a song at the end of his- That's re- great. You know, right before he retires. He's not
1: going to do that. Before. Hopefully he doesn't retire anytime soon because, you know, that'd be really sad, but- He's got to warm up. I, was and like, I know, right? man. Come on. <laughs> I've always looked at it this way. Like, honestly, like this may not be exactly um, to the- the people per se, but I, I've always had moments like with my kids where I'm like, guys, like if I died today, mm. just, r- just remember a few things. Like number one, that that God is your creator, mm-hmm. that he loves you. Okay. Don't ever forget that. Number two, just always look to Jesus, trust the Holy Spirit. Like, and it sounds so like cliche, like, oh, that's just a Christian answer to stuff. But I'm like, cool. but I genuinely am like, guys, trust me, this world is, is... Uh, just sometimes a sad place and you can Mm -hmm. get so distracted. You can lose track of what you're supposed to be doing for him. And so for me, it's like, if I was actually on my deathbed and my kids are like, but dad, we love you. I know I love you, but it's not about anything that I've done right or wrong. It's just, just, that's what I would tell them. It's just like, don't forget the Lord Mm -hmm. as you live your life because you know, he's real. You know, you know, you've lived, you know, and experienced his, you know, uh, the proof of who he is. And, and I would just share it like that. I mean, it's just like, I know it's like, you know, Moses will be going away soon. But it's like, even in my moment of that with my kids, I'm like, just please, like, I know I would never know if you drifted from the Lord and, and lived a terrible life, but just don't. So it's like me just saying, just don't, just follow him. So I don't know if that helps.
0: That sounds very similar to Moses, right? <laughs> don't, don't disobey God, stay with God. But then at one point, Moses goes, I know you're going to. Right. But when you do, wake up and and turn back to the Lord. That's good. I like that. If I were looking at the people and I was saying, all right, we're about to charge in this new phase, it'd be very similar, right? Just remember that God is who he says he is. Don't lose sight of him. Keep your eyes focused on Jesus. And as you do so, Mm. treat each other well. Just love each other. Like, think about how God loves you and love each other like God loves you. Mm. If we just did that, if we thought that way, man, this world would be a different place. Yes, it would. And the problem is we have so many people that just don't, first of all, believe in God. Yeah. And, and I told them, I understand why. I disagree with them, but I understand why. Mm. They've, they've chosen to do things their own way, and they like it better than doing things God's way. But on the the flip side of that, if everybody loved God and treated people the way the Bible tells us to treat people, we wouldn't have half the problems we have. In fact, we'd have no problems. It'd be beautiful. It'd be wonderful.
1: I think that's what uh, the Lord refers to as heaven, uh, eternity. I mean, I think that is possible. It's the end of the story. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean, mean, we we, we desire that
0: right now. So we pray things like, because Jesus tells us to bring, you know. May, may earth be heaven may it be like right. that now yeah. but the reality is we know that it's not but we know that one day it will be and it will be when he returns and at that day hmm. man it's gonna be good again the way it's supposed to be alright everybody thanks for listening to this episode and we'll catch you soon